0: Hello and welcome to Be The Guide, a staff Link podcast. My name is Brendan and this is Matt. Matt, hello. Hello Brendan. Who did you interview for this episode? Uh, Today I had the privilege
1: of interviewing Lee Woodward, he's been around for a very long time across the industry
0: and he's a real expert when it comes to training and innovation. He is and normally on the other side of the um, camera or microphone to be interviewed. So um, what made you want to interview Lee?
1: Yeah, like you said, normally he's on the other side. He's interviewing other people. I just thought this was a great opportunity to interview Lee himself, hear about his journey, what's really provided his longevity in the
0: industry um, and hear about what he thinks is going to change in the near future. I can't wait. And without further ado, here is our interview with Lee Woodward.
1: Joined today by the one and only Lee Woodward, uh, Real Estate Royalty. Just want to say what a privilege it is to, to speak to you in, in such a way today, Lee. So thank you very much for joining me.
2: My pleasure and great to be here. And hello, listeners.
1: Uh, Lee, I hear congratulations are in order. First of all, on um, the launch of the Complete Salesperson audiobook. just wanted to say well done and it's great to see that you're getting out on an extra platform there.
2: Yeah, thank you. It's, you know, been so many years of doing the live performance of that course and people go there and get so much out of it, but then implementation, having an audiobook version, which is obviously obviously compressed and a different way of having that conversation is just going to be a great follow-through system for people.
1: Yeah, fantastic. And it's um, you know, it's it's great to see that we always have these opportunities to learn from someone like yourself, but that's part of the reason that I wanted to speak to you today, just to Really touch on some of the things that you've seen throughout your career, uh, the reasons that you got into training and, and passing on this expertise, uh, and then also what you think is coming in the future. So I guess just to start off, Lee, could you tell me a bit about where your journey started in real estate, why you got into it, and how you yeah, really got skin in the game?
2: Yeah, I, I started pre-real estate. I was a plumber. And running around uh, in the construction industry was one of the greatest things I ever did. Uh, About halfway through my plumbing career, I got taken off the tools as I realised I could get people to say yes to quotes, which is winning business. And then one day I just saw an ad, no experience necessary, they were going to give me a Corolla and I got a job in a real estate business. And I was very fortunate, worked for a great leader who was passionate about training which led me to learn the process of real estate correctly. It wasn't that smooth at the beginning. I uh, virtually quit after the first three months because I was getting no results and then was allowed to do it my way, uh, meaning what I was being taught wasn't great uh, from the other agents. And then that's when I found my passion of sequences of I'm a Virgo, so everything has to be in order, in a box or in some sort of sequence. And in that first year, I I hit the top 2% of agents in the country, which was unheard of back then. You needed a 10, 15, 20 year database to be doing those numbers. And I was able to to break through very early. And then it was probably about six or seven years into that time frame. I got to do some training for the network. And then John McGraw reached out to have me go and do some work there, which was to be a sales manager. Well firstly a salesperson, then it became to be a sales manager. Met John, did Real Estate Hot Topics, opened Real Estate Academy and Twenty years later and you know, twelve hundred interviews later on real estate hot topics. So I within that time wrote the complete salesperson course and here we are today.
1: Massive change. That's really cool to see that, you know, you were able to do that very fast in that early point in your career. What was it in those early days, you know, you said that you enjoyed seeing things in processes and sequences? What was it that you felt that you could bring to other agents that they weren't doing at the time?
2: You know, I've got an ability to to look at something and see it structurally, whereas other people see it either left or right, or it's just another challenge and this thing keeps coming up. So every time I got a challenge, it was like, okay, well, how do we fix that forever versus get over that little mountain today? It could have been vendor management and reporting or getting buyers to uh, disclose that they had a, an asset to sell. You know, what could I do that would Unlock that, and I became very interested in in the problems and the challenges. Where everybody else would be like, "Oh, here we go," I'm like, "Imagine fixing that," and that's sequential side of systems and training, and then words—just how powerful words are. Because as you know, within the real estate industry, there's the tech and the technique, but in between all that is the words—is the glue that brought it all together. So I became fascinated with the challenge. Which means I wrote one system at a time. You know, if, if it's a challenge today, how do we fix it forever? And then teaching other people that they didn't have, I kept them out of the potholes, if you like, of what were the go wrongs of real estate, which allowed them to do what they were doing.
1: Very good. And as part of your training, like you've obviously dealt with some massive names like John McGraw and, and his teams. Is there any other agents or businesses um, that you can tell me about that you've trained or had success with along the way?
2: Oh, so many! Like there'd be ten thousand people have been through the complete salesperson course now. But if you look back over the years, and you'll, you'll see an agent turn up, and they've got a few questions, and they're going okay, and then that person becomes Matt Steinwade, and obviously doing the Matt Steinwade system was a huge. Uh, that was a big project for me to articulate and capture what Matt was doing, because Matt's so natural in what he does. And then you've got to break that apart and say, wow, you know, the sequence of that is this. And doing those audios, and it took Matt and I quite a few months in the studio to to capture it because Matt would say something in a natural way and you'd think, well, hang on, that's vendor involvement. Oh, how, how does that work? And he, he was just so naturally brilliant, but then you've got to transfer that into the technique that's being used or applied so it can be repeated, if you like. And it was only two weeks ago I was working with Matt's team Uh, Trevor Hamilton was at that session, and here we are talking about things that came out of that time and that system, and these people are in that team now. So, But I'd I'd have 30 examples of that, of people who come through doing good and then did something extraordinary, no doubt about it.
1: Yeah, it's amazing to see. And I guess like being at the Complete Salesperson course, I heard about um, some of the teachings that you offered for agents and agencies over in, in London and in New York, all over the world. What do you think is the biggest difference between Australian real estate compared with these other countries?
2: Well, the first difference is does the country work off an MLS, multiple listing service or system? So in the States, in many of the um, suburbs or, or let's call them their precincts, you're not, you're not allowed to list and sell the property. It's against the law so matt you might have listed the home but i'm the purchasing side of the equation and we come together and do a transaction in some of their states you can have a list and sell but in most of them it's two different agents doing it the fees are six percent but you don't have to be a great lister like i could if i was working in brisbane under an mls i wake up in the morning and every listing on the internet i can sell so, there's a lot of people selling real estate in the States who will never list the property. They, they just, the more friends they've got, like being, we call it a buyer's advocate, but they're getting big fees to find property for people and they've got no uh, limitations. They can sell anywhere and everywhere. So, that's the States. Whereas you go to London, very different there again, they are exclusive. So, that makes them similar to us. But still in London, they'll have a situation where lettings such a big part of an agent's role versus selling and even to the point that the owners actually show the home in London, which is really amazing. Um, some agents don't do that, but a lot of them do because they're getting paid such good fees on the letting side.
1: It's a strange, strange concept to, to someone who's never actually been and and seen that kind of thing. I think um, that makes our industry seem a lot more progressive. Like you've got to have a, a much larger skill set to be successful here and um, Hopefully you think that's a fair comment. Um, Do you think when we talk about the skill sets of these agents, you've obviously recently spoken a lot about the term the digital agent. Would you mind explaining that a little bit more and what that means?
2: Yeah, so a, a traditional agent will sign up a paper authority which one day will not be legal because digital is here and digital's tracked. So the digital agent is someone... You've still got the words and the technique, but they're using technology to be that enabler. So I might have presented to you three four weeks ago and you said, yep, we want to go ahead. Instead of going back out to the property, which you don't have to do now, Matt, I'm just going to shoot you the digital agreement. You can sign that on Glass. That will activate my services. Whereas you go back in and they want to talk about fees and marketing and all these things, and it goes wrong at that point. Um, I think the digital offer and the, the digital auctions, the digital sales, the transparency of that is just amazing where consumers can see another person's offer or bid and they can choose on their own behalf. Do so they want to go ahead versus what we've seen in the past where agents didn't have a great name for, oh, there's another buyer and the consumer wasn't interested. And then there's digital tasking, uh, how we track and move things, As the digital agent understands that, they get that time back, whereas in the past they've been virtually seven days a week because of the inefficiencies that go on in real estate.
1: Yeah, so speaking of those inefficiencies, obviously the digital agent is getting themselves further ahead. They're able to actually process things faster, get back to clients in a more timely manner. I would imagine that's going to lead to higher client expectations as that becomes more of the norm. What do you think is going to happen to the agents that don't adopt this new technology?
2: Yeah, you know, a lot of agents say, oh, I won't need to do that. The customer deserves that. So if I'm in London and I want to buy a property here in Australia, I want to just click, make an offer, pay the money and buy it, versus, oh, we can't facilitate that, you'll need to do this, you'll need to do that. Why are you out of date? Or I'm on holidays and you want me to sign the Form 6 or the agency agreement? just shoot it to me now and I'll sign it on the beach on my phone. Oh, no, no, we can't do that. You'll need to scan it and send it back to us. And the consumer thinks, yeah, not good enough. You know, if I can see my pizza come down the street and up my driveway, I'd expect to be able to sign a form 6 on my phone. So the way technology is, the the QR code, you go to a cafe or restaurant now and you just scan the code. You don't have to wait for anyone. So that immediacy is, is is a currency where people, I want that now. I know the last property I just sold, I was at Bunnings and at, at the traffic lights and by the time I got around the corner, I'd exchange contracts on my phone because you can do that now versus oh, I'll come out there and see you tomorrow at 2 o'clock. You know, the world's not working that way and I think agents will be left behind in that situation.
1: Yeah, definitely agree. And it's, you know, one of those things I think Joel spoke about at conference if people don't get a response now in a couple of hours, they wonder what the hell is going on. Did you ever even receive the inquiry or the communication? So yeah, it's definitely something where you need to get back to people in a timely manner. Um, I guess part of the way that at Stafflink we obviously love to make the most of workflows and automate as many processes as we can, but there is always the element of using virtual assistants and outs- outsource staff. Um, would love to hear your opinion on that side of the debate, where you think outsourcing fits and how it can be used effectively in the agent in the agencies around Australia.
2: Yeah, well, what a great point. I think outsourcing hasn't gone well in the country until StaffLink brought in a bring it all together scenario. And one thing that StaffLink's done really well is the Australian agent or the Australian team member can fill in that form or that request as I keep using that word, and the request may be done by the technology or by a person, but the technology transformation is all in one place. So on the other end, if I've just filled in the details of the Form 6 I need and someone puts that together and has it back to me in 15 minutes, that's incredible use of technology. And I think for the international team members, now that StaffLink's taken all that time to get the the sequence right, that structure, that you got to follow the bouncing ball, and we need those things. Whereas in an email, you missed out two or three things we needed. Well, there's the inefficiency that's come in versus you give me that, we give you that. You give me this, I give you that. And it's that discipline that StaffLink have brought into the structure that is forcing great procedures, whereas prior to that, it was just way too loose, way too wide, and no one can control something so undefined. And I say to people all the time, you know, one tab at a time, when you go through the StaffLink system, you, you don't have to remember anything because the system's taken the weight. And th- that's really what business is all about. The system runs the business. The people follow the system. Well, that's just changed the game. And, and people have talked about that for many, many years with the e and so forth, but businesses never got that activated. They were never able to get that embodied moment where it was from proposed knowledge to embodied knowledge. StaffLink's made that happen, but one of the only companies that's made that happen, whereas other people said, oh, we're going to hire someone overseas uh, to fix our problem because we can't get it right here in Australia. Well, then what makes you think you're going to get it right over there if you couldn't get it right here? It's going to get worse, and then they blame that situation, whereas StaffLink... That was the missing piece in the middle no doubt about it
1: yeah it's a very common objection that we get people had a bad experience with outsourcing in the past they just sent all their jobs overseas had no visibility on where it was up to why it may have been done incorrectly what would you say to those people who have written it off and won't try it again
2: yeah i'd say what else have you completed in in, in your business life forget overseas for a second but even getting a staff member in your own office in front of you to do something, how well explained is that? So I know myself, and obviously, I work with the Philippines all the time, but if I need something done and it's a new task, meaning if, if, if it's a an existing task that they've learned, they'll just follow that performance perfectly. If you show them badly, they will repeat it badly because it started wrong. So I, 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 my recommendation there is, Get good at the briefing process Uh, using Loom where you do a video version of what we need to have done. They will watch that 20 times to perfect it because they want to get it right. And which is very different in other countries. They they don't, I haven't got time to watch a video versus in the Philippines. They look at that and think, this is my opportunity to earn income, serve my family. So if I get this video right and I can do a form six and get it back in 10 minutes, I have a job because the thousands of Form 6s need to be done next year, and I think there's such a difference in the application of that. And I've got video people over there as well who do editing and so forth for me, and you give them the right brief, it just comes back perfect. So get good at briefing, and then and what StaffLink's done well is built those processes. I think a lot of people spoke about, oh, this is our systems and processes, but it was a Word doc somewhere that no one could see and 10 years out of date versus live, live systems, live processes, StaffLink changed the game with that.
1: Yeah, I think it's an excellent point of view and it's great to hear your take on things. Obviously, it's easy for us to say to people, well, it probably wasn't done correctly in the past, but, you know, you've obviously seen how how things have been done differently before and where it's fallen down. So, yeah, thanks for for adding your side to that, Lee. Um, Touching on the future of real estate. So obviously we've seen a lot lately about artificial intelligence, how that's going to play its its part in things. What do you think is coming next in real estate and how will that affect client expectations in the future?
2: Yeah, AI has been fantastic. It's another tool. You know, it'd be like going back to a Nokia phone with buttons versus what we get today with the um, the iPhone. You know, it's a great step forward. However, you still got to make the calls. you still got to communicate. And I think having something that is an enabler is great where you might use um, chat GPT to, to get your text down, but then make sure it's got its own soul in there as well of your words. So it gives you that efficiency, no doubt about that. But when we look at the future of real estate, I think as an agent more than ever now, you've got to be your own mechanic. You've got to know how those things work to get it done yourself. You can't just, well, example, you've got to know how it works so you could brief your team member to do it for you. You can't just say, fix this. No, no, this is how it works. And this is how I want you to reply back to me with that piece of the process. But if you don't know how to do that, that's going to change everything. So we're seeing a lot more people go solo for those that want to be solo. And those solo agents, actually I was on a conversation with this today, it's not the agent that's gone solo, it's the principal. Uh, principals are finding ways now with, you know, if you've got your staff team member doing all those processes for you, well, you don't need a desk, an office, and a person and a place. So like today, I've worked with nine people internationally, but I'm still in the one room, but I'm working with all these people in different parts of the world because, we're a team, we're a virtual team, and we can do that. So having a virtual business actually means the processes can be run virtually versus I need a place for that person to sit to process receipts. I need a computer for them and I need to make sure we we uh, get them a Christmas present. Well, that's changed now to the request can be done. Who does it is not the issue. And I think that's what people have got to bring on their radar that, you know, the future real estate agent has to be mobile. You know, being mobile means you can do it all from your car with a phone. Now, if I'm re- requesting a Form 6 or a contract or whatever it is, I'm doing it no different to Uber Eats. And I think the Uberization of real estate is definitely here for the effectiveness of the agent.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, I have to agree completely. And I saw a stat the other day which, was mind blowing it said any inbound lead through your own website if you take longer than 5 minutes to get back to that lead your chance of converting that drops by 400% so it's like yeah. in this this era of like you mentioned you know uber eats and uber all these different apps out there that responsiveness is just going to set people apart and if you're waiting to get back to the office that's a a real real damaging effect to to your future success
2: Yeah, people will make a decision based on your immediacy. How how quick did you respond or get back to people? And that be it by phone call, text, email, auto response, just to say very important that people are um, in line with where you are versus I'll get to you when I can get to it.
1: Yeah. And with, in your opinion, would love to know what the ideal setup looks like for you know an office or an EBU. How should they be operating if they do have these agents out on the road? What kind of support should they be looking to implement to succeed in their own business, but also offer a great client experience?
2: Uh, No doubt about it. What StaffLink did with the sales hub means we are a virtual business, where we choose to work with a place of choice, but the business is up in the cloud, in one place, one login, I can see my people, see my courses, getting that right has been the biggest game changer versus we're out of space, we need this, we need that. And it wasn't that long ago that everyone used to have their own servers and a, a room keeping the server cool because everything was uh, on site. Whereas today, if you don't have that virtual environment where everyone's seen the one thing at the one time in the same way, well then that's the challenge. And, and even with the technology, you know, the tech stacks got so large, You need a shop window to hold it. It is, and the sales hub, I think, has just achieved that so well. But for any of the teams that I'm working with, you've got to get to that level of of environment.
1: Yeah, perfect. And obviously, there's going to be agencies that do want some help with all this, whether it be consultation, training, or just, you know, courses to go and attend. If people want to learn from someone like yourself at the Complete Salesperson course, what options are out there for them?
2: There's some great courses out there. So obviously the Complete Salesperson course is that two-day event where you come in and make that decision that this is the model, and then you go on to uh, our Complete Coaching Program, which is called SuperCoach. And, you know, we're having those webinars every eight weeks. There's an audio tip every week for sales and leadership. And then the big thing about to come out, Matt, is our Snack app, which is every piece of the process and system now in short, sharp audio. So that people can just go to their phone and say, I can't remember fees, one, two, three, click, and there it is. Or the closing sequence of a listing conversation, click. And that re- reinforcement of learning is such a powerful way to bring the system into your own body.
1: Yeah, excellent. And when when the uh, Complete Salesperson course obviously came out on the audio platform, I know that it takes a long time to get this onto those different portals um where should i go if i want to get a copy of
2: that um you can go to lantern audio Uh, that's the first place it's been publicized and the other sites are populating now but middle of next week it'll be on audible so audible becomes the platform of choice for people with their credits and so forth and that would be a great place to get it
1: yeah amazing thanks for your insights today lee we'll just wrap it up there um is there anything else that you wanted to add
2: No, just uh, great to see the collaboration going on across the industry and I know for a lot of principals and agents that I look after that are also with StaffLink, it's just allowing us to operate in a more not only cost-effective but efficiency where someone in Port Macquarie is doing something that's helped someone in the back of uh, WA and they both didn't have to go through that expensive learning because bringing it all together is what's been able to be done. And even the modern day real estate workshops that Joel and I have been doing around the country and over in NZ, we thoroughly enjoyed speaking over there. I think people are blown away that they come to that workshop thinking, oh, this is the future of real estate. And I say to them, this is happening right now. That hub exists right now today with thousands of agents in it. And they're like, oh, I thought this is coming. No, this is built, this is done. And you might be out of sync here, but get in sync. What you're seeing today is available today. It's not coming. Uh, yes, it's the future of real estate, but that's here right now. And there
0: you have it, guys. That was our interview with Lee Woodward. Um, that was an excellent chat, Matt. Um, my personal highlight was when, he, I love when he talks about the way he approaches problems and that where most people approach a problem or a challenge and they think, how can I get through this? challenge whereas Lee looks at it and he goes how can I fix this problem so that it never happens again and I really think that that's something that we have in common Lee and staff is that we we love focusing on the really big issues let's see if we can fix something that no one else has been able to fix well your highlight from that Uh, I think the biggest thing that I took away from it was you know when
1: Lee kind of said at the end the future of real estate is happening now. So a lot has changed in recent times. There's a lot of innovation. But yeah, the key is just don't get left behind. Get up to speed. Become a digital agent. The future is now.
0: Yeah, cool to moms. Brilliant. Well I hope you've enjoyed that uh, conversation today with real estate trainer and innovator Lee Woodward. Um, stay tuned for some for the next episode of Be the Guide, a Starling Podcast.